0: The David Pakman Show at David dot com.
1: Welcome, everybody. Um, I've been mentioning that this segment has to be done. And the reason this segment has to be done is there are some real problems for the Democratic Party to solve in the next two years and certainly beyond that, because Joe Biden won, uh, but he barely won in a sense. Uh, Whether Joe Biden ends up with two hundred and ninety or three hundred and six in the end in the Electoral College, the reality is that he will have won by a couple hundred thousand votes in three to four states, and it's fantastic news that Joe Biden won. And as I said during the live stream on Saturday during President elect Biden's speech, that this is something to celebrate. This is something to rejoice about. And yet at the same time, as of right now and the votes are still being counted, more than 71 million people voted for Donald Trump, 71 million people saw the last four years knew they had an alternative and said, give me another four years of Donald Trump. Millions of people who didn't vote for Trump in 2016 said, even though I didn't vote for him after four years of insanity, I now am going to go out and vote for Donald Trump. That's a disaster. Early 2020 exit polls also suggest Joe Biden did much worse with Hispanic voters in some key states than Hillary Clinton did in 2016. In some cases, by significant margins, we're still waiting on final data. You have this massive recession, impossibly bad, unimaginably bad handling of coronavirus, some of the worst in the world. And Democrats can maybe tie in the Senate. We have to see what happens with the Georgia runoffs, barely win the presidency and lose seats in the House of Representatives. Now, there are two sides to this, and we have to be able to hold both sides. There will be people who look at me talking about this and will say, David, but Trumpists are idiots. Listen, there's two sides, Okay, On the one side, there are many Trumpists that are ignorant. There are many Trumpists that have been bamboozled and weaponized into oblivion. There is no question that a huge part of this is unempathetic people. Uh, ignorant people, hyper partisan people, uh, super religious people who have fallen for Trump's supposed religiosity, even though Biden's actually the religious candidate. But we can't only focus on them because there's also a lot of problems on the on the left and within the Democratic Party. If the starting point is, let's find dumb people and point and laugh and just attack Trumpists as dumb. Okay, I mean, listen, that can be a starting point, and there's plenty of them. But if the goal is how can we avoid what was almost another disaster, and how can we actually get policy successes in the future, we have to look at what's happening on the left as well. There's no way around it. It would be irresponsible not to. And in fact, we have to take some responsibility because understand that this election almost was Democrats lose some of their advantage in the House, don't get the Senate and Trump gets reelected. Instead, we have Democrats lose some seats in the House, win the White House with an unclear Senate as of right now and razor thin margins in a ton of races. It's pathetic to lose House seats, not win the Senate and barely win the White House when this president has done everything wrong and the United States has become a complete and total laughing stock around the world. It's a disaster. And the first thing that we have to understand is something I've been saying for years, which is that Donald Trump didn't create the people we now call Trumpists. They've been around for a long time. They've mostly defaulted to the Republican Party. They've been brainwashed by right wing media. They've been lied to by the Republican Party. Talk radio has been right wing for decades and has been preaching to them racism and xenophobia and anti-science, anti-intellectualism. It's all been around for decades. What Donald Trump did was provide an avenue for them to be more comfortable expressing their views in public and has coalesced them. But step one is Trump didn't create these people and they don't go away when Donald Trump leaves. Secondly, we have to recognize that the 71 million people that voted for Donald Trump aren't all racist or xenophobic or anti science or religious nuts. Many of them are one of those things. A bunch of them are all of those things. But there are also tons of people, tens of millions of people who vote Republican as, as a result of culture, they grew, of the culture they grew up in, Uh, because that's what their family does, because they don't really pay that much attention to politics, but they just kind of default to we don't vote for Democrats. Uh, Sometimes it's because of actual false beliefs about Democrats. But 71 million people is a huge number and there's no one thing that applies to all of them other than the Democratic Party has to do something about at least some of them If the Democratic Party wants a shot in the future and in total, there is a huge cult like element to the American right, as was posted to our subreddit. There is no what I would call retail strategy to deprogram people at that scale when you're talking about 71 million people, particularly because the deprogramming that would need to be done is different for a lot of these different groups. It's not all the same for 71 million people. So there should be some wholesale strategy now. Some of you will email me and say, David, these people are, are deplorable, like Hillary said. Why are you defending Trumpists? Wrong question. I am not defending Trumpists. I care about winning by winning, winning, winning by moving the country to the left, lifting the standard of living, lifting the quality of healthcare and education, having a country that isn't laughed at all over the world. It's just a mathematical reality. We need some of these people to have a shot at real progress, Okay, We can't just skate by with razor thin margins while the other side also uh, has record numbers of votes. So while it's fun for now, you know, there's this brief period where I I get it, right? Like we laugh. We say you guys lost. They're so triggered. It's funny. We got Biden. They can't even admit it. Your deal leader. Leader Trump is going bye bye. I I get it. Like I'm part. I think it's it's cathartic. And I think it's it's, uh, um, it's satisfying to some degree. At some point, the Democratic Party has to account for why they continue to barely be able to win, despite the right putting up cartoonish lunatics as leaders and candidates. Now there are systemic issues to solve as well. So you've got the Trumpists on one hand, you've got the problems of the Democratic Party gerrymandering and the fact that Republicans live more rurally and Democrats live more in urban areas. That's a structural disadvantage to the left. I've talked about it before. The Senate is fundamentally undemocratic. California has almost 40 million people. They get two senators. Wyoming has 550,000 people. They get two senators. That's a structural disadvantage. I think during impeachment, we we calculated something like the senators representing 17 percent of the population had enough votes in the Senate to acquit Trump. Yes. The Electoral College is a structural disadvantage. A Republican president has only won the popular vote once in the last um, I think it's the last 20 years. Right. I mean, Bush lost the popular vote in 2000, but got elected. Bush won the popular vote in 2004. I think that's the one Republican that's actually won the popular vote for president in the last 20 years. Now, lots of people see the whole thing I just laid out. And they claim to have the solution. And this is actually a virus that's going around, not the pan, not not the coronavirus, but the virus of thinking that you have a simple answer because it works well in a tweet or whatever, like it's really popular now on Twitter to say stupid Democrats think they need to move to the center, but really they need to move to the left. If they move left, they win. Uh, You'll see tweets like every Democrat who ran on Medicare for all won. Just go way, way left. And every Democrat wins. Democrats take over. There is huge self-selection bias there. The Democrats who ran on Medicare for all were mostly in districts where they would win regardless of their position on health care because of the dynamics of the district. Other Democrats say we need to start winning morality messaging and show that our policies are really the moral majority policies. Well, that matters to some voters in some places. The point is anyone who's coming to you on Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, CNN with a simple answer. This is the one thing they are trying to simplify something that is really complicated. I have no interest in doing that, and I'm not even pretending to have the answers today. I'm laying out the stakes and the conversation. So, you know, if you want to have fun and make fun of dumb Trumpists, there's no shortage of that. And it's satisfying and it's entertaining. And we participate in it to some degree, but it's not going to help us win. Let's not imagine that it will help us win. 10 and 20 years from now, making fun of the Trumpists won't give us the returns on policy that we want. That's how I'm thinking about it. I want to hear from you and hear your ideas. And we're going to continue talking about this during the transition phase. So just everything is going wrong for Donald Trump. I think you're going to like this one. We talked yesterday about the great developments in terms of the coronavirus vaccine. The vaccine being developed by Pfizer was announced yesterday to have a 90 percent effectiveness in a large clinical trial has not yet been peer reviewed, but it looks very good. Donald Trump immediately tried to attach his name to it, immediately tweeting in all caps stock market up big vaccine coming soon. Report 90 percent effective. Such great news. Vice President Mike Pence also weighed in and he just straight up tried to take credit for it. He tweeted. Huge news. Thanks to the public private partnership forged by Trump, Pfizer announced its coronavirus vaccine trial is effective, preventing infection in 90 percent of its volunteers. This is all made up and in fact, it's such nonsense that Pfizer's head of vaccine research immediately clarified we took no money from Trump's so-called Operation Warp Speed. Katherine Jansen, head of vaccine research at Pfizer, told The New York Times we have never taken any money from the U.S. government. She also told The New York Times that Pfizer was never part of Operation Warp Speed. It's actually hilarious that Trump and Pence are trying to crowbar their way into this. And as reported by Bloomberg, quote, among the front runners. Theirs is the only vaccine project that did not take funding from the White House led Operation Warp Speed program to bolster research, development or manufacturing. You like almost start to feel just the tiniest bit sorry for these people. But we actually don't because they keep insisting they won. Uh, they but but Biden did fraud and all this different stuff. No, that's not true. OK, but now they say we got we got the vaccine done because we gave Pfizer money. Well, no, Pfizer didn't take any money from you. OK, well, something, something and they get nothing. There's actually even more hilarity to this, which is that this is really a German vaccine. Work on this vaccine started in Germany in January because the CEO of BioNTech, which is the partner company with Pfizer that developed the vaccine. The CEO of BioNTech read about the virus in The Lancet and realized this is going to be huge. So they immediately started working on the vaccine. Meanwhile, Trump in January was saying, oh, we've got this completely under control. It's one person from China. It's going to be fine. Trump saying and was it March 15 cases or maybe even April 15 cases will soon be zero. That's why this vaccine is now almost ready, because in Germany, when Trump was doing nothing, they started working on it. Donald Trump and Mike Pence are trying to take credit for a vaccine, but it was actually a vaccine developed in Germany by a German company founded by Turkish immigrants produced in the U.S. by a company that took no money from Donald Trump's Operation Warp Speed. That's the truth. Don't let the door hit you on the way out, guys. We'll have continued coverage of the vaccine. Make sure you're following me on Twitter, where you can find me at D. Pacman. The David Pakman Show at DavidPacman.com. If you are anything like me, you probably aren't thrilled with the idea of going into a doctor's office right now. And thankfully, there is a practical and affordable way to take control of your health and get personalized care from the comfort of your home. It's a service called steady MD. They're one of our sponsors. You take a quiz, you get matched with a licensed primary care physician who understands your health needs. You have a one hour video call with your new doctor. You establish a meaningful relationship with them. And after that. Your doctor is available to you anytime by text, phone or video chat. This is not a random doctor on call. Each doctor at SteadyMD has a limited number of patients, so they actually have time to listen to you. You get the personal attention that you deserve. They can do almost everything an in-person doctor can do, perform medical evaluations, talk to you about health concerns, send prescriptions to your home or local pharmacy and anything they can't do online, they'll quickly set you up with an in-person provider to do things like blood tests. As an example, you don't need insurance. It's only 99 bucks a month with no other fees or copays. There are so many practical advantages to using steady MD for primary care and it's also so much more affordable. Go to steadymdcom Pacman to take the free quiz and see which doctor is right for you. I took their quiz. They matched me with a doctor who specializes in my particular health needs. The doctor they gave me is a really perfect fit for me. Again, that's steadymd.com slash pacman. There's no risk, no commitment to get started. That's dcom forward slash pakman. One of our sponsors today is Magic Spoon. The reason I'm such a fan of Magic Spoon is they allow me to enjoy the delicious breakfast cereals I loved as a kid without all the sugar and without the unhealthy ingredients, because Magic Spoon makes breakfast cereal that you really can't tell apart from those tasty sugary cereals that we all know. But each serving of Magic Spoon has no sugar. Three net carbs and 11 grams of protein. So it's perfect for someone on a low carb keto diet, just anybody trying to eat healthier and cut back on the sugar. You can choose from cocoa, frosted fruity, cinnamon, blueberry, or peanut butter. They all taste amazing. And Magic Spoon now lets you create your own customized variety pack with the flavors you choose. They really do stand by their product and will refund 100% of your money. If you don't love it, no questions asked. Go to magicspoon.com slash Pacman to build your own custom variety box today. And be sure to use promo code Pacman to get free shipping. The link is in the podcast notes. The David Pacman Show at DavidPacman.com. Remember that you can get 70% off a David Pacman Show membership using the coupon code FRESH START. Why? Because we're taking a fresh start here. It's a new beginning. Uh, use that coupon code FRESH START, all one word, all lowercase, to discount the membership of your choice at JoinPacman.com. I have something completely shocking to report to you. Uh, President elect Joe Biden has announced his coronavirus task force. There's not a single member of his family on it. None of Joe Biden's family is on the task force. Not a single pillow salesman is on the task force. There's no faith healers on the task force. It's just doctors. The task force includes seven doctors, David Kessler, a pediatrician, a former surgeon general, um, Dr. Marcella Nunez Smith, who's a professor of epidemiology at Yale. Dr. Rick Bright, an immunologist and vaccine researcher who refused to do Trump's propaganda bidding. Dr. Zeke Emanuel, who's a bioethicist. Dr. Atul Gawande, surgeon and public health expert. Dr. Michael Osterholm, another epidemiologist. I actually have an Atul Gawande story. Atul Gawande wrote this great book, The Checklist Manifesto. And when I had my appendectomy, Um, 2 a.m. in the morning. This was like a year ago. Surgeon comes in. Dr. Matthew Nays uh, says, hey, here's who I am. Here's the office I work in. And his specialty was I think it was like endocrinology surgery. It just sounded a lot like what I know. Dr. Atul Gawande's specialty is I'm all zoned out in the middle. You know, I'm on drugs, appendectomy, all this stuff. And I say, do you know Atul Gawande? And he says, I do. It's my office mate or whatever. And at that point. I at least hoped I was in good hands. I was very drugged up. It was easy to convince me that I was and it worked out great. But anyway, Dr. Atul Gawande, really good guy, great inclusion. But a group of just doctors with relevant specializations and a picture of their first meeting was released. Joe Biden. Yes, Joe Biden already has held his first coronavirus task force meeting. He's still months out from being president. Joe Biden just sat there taking notes. You see, if you're looking at the picture of the meeting. There was no TV on in the back of the room. So if Joe Biden got bored, he could watch Fox News or something. So obviously I'm being sort of jokey, but this is very serious. This is a real change in the trajectory of the U.S. dealing with coronavirus, in that the president will deal with it and will deal with it with relevant doctors. No media figures, no radiologists saying let's go for herd immunity, no TV anchors, no nonsense. And the one little flavor I like is that the inclusion of Rick Bright in this group of doctors is very likely to heavily trigger Donald Trump. You might remember Dr. Rick Bright was a Trump whistleblower who came out and said they're pushing me to start saying things about hydroxychloroquine that are not based in fact. And of course, Rick Bright was correct. Nobody talks about hydroxychloroquine anymore. He was one of the few people doing good work at the time, and uh, he blew the whistle. And his inclusion here is very likely to trigger Donald Trump. Now, there was a question. Why no Fauci? Where is Dr. Fauci? Why is Dr. Fauci not part of this? My assumption is that Joe Biden understands uh, Dr. Fauci is running NIH. He is a, a, you know, loosely speaking, an administration employee, and it would not really be appropriate to include him in this group right now. I'm sure that If Donald Trump fires Dr. Fauci or uh, when doctor uh, when when Joe Biden is inaugurated, Dr. Fauci is going to be a part of this. There is no question whatsoever. I don't think Fauci is sitting there, you know, rigging his wringing his hands, wondering if He will be useful to the incoming administration. I'm sure he knows that he will be. And I think Joe Biden is probably probably doing the appropriate thing by not yet including him. But we're we're already off to, you know, this is going to be a long fight and we're going to need to wear masks for for some time. And things are not going to be normal for some time. But this is uh, a start that certainly inspires some confidence. Uh, You guys have to see this Uh, for a very brief period of time. It started to maybe look like Donald Trump would consider conceding to Joe Biden, accepting that he lost to Joe Biden. We heard that Melania and Jared Kushner were supposedly telling Donald Trump, you might want to look at conceding. This seems to have done a 180 yesterday with some absurd triggered tweets from Donald Trump claiming that he won essentially all of the key battleground states for this election. Trump also sent out his press secretary, Kaylee McKenney, as well as RNC chair Ronald McDaniel, plus a lawyer to some room in a hotel to claim that the fight will continue for a long time. We'll talk about that a little bit later. It's starting to be beyond belief that this is even happening. But take a look at these tweets. Trump first tweeting about Nevada, saying Nevada is turning out to be a cesspool of fake votes. Uh, M Schlapp and Adam Laxalt are finding things that when released will be absolutely shocking. Now, that tweet was flagged as misinformation by Twitter. Joe Biden is currently winning in Nevada by 36000 votes. That's about three percent. It's not even in recount territory in Nevada. Trump then goes on to Wisconsin. Trump tweeting, quote, Wisconsin is looking very good, needs a little time statutorily will happen soon. Trump claiming, I guess, that he's going to win Wisconsin. Now, the margin in Wisconsin is about 20,000 votes. This is the same margin by which Donald Trump won in 2016. He didn't complain then, but now he's complaining. Then Donald Trump goes on to Pennsylvania, tweeting, quote, Pennsylvania prevented us from watching much of the ballot count, unthinkable and illegal in this country. Now, Twitter also flagged that as disinformation. The lead in Pennsylvania for Joe Biden has grown to 45000 votes and both Republican and Democratic poll watchers were allowed to oversee Trump is lying. And then Trump going on to Georgia saying, quote, Georgia will be a big presidential win as it was the night of the election. Now, as of this moment, Georgia has not been called. But Biden's lead there has grown to 12000 votes. Now, as I said earlier on in the program, there's no doubt that these are thin margins in some states, mostly still larger margins than Trump had in 2016. But this is delusional and completely humiliating at this point. Donald Trump claiming he's going to win states. He didn't win. When? How? What? And if you actually ask, as we saw in the press conference yesterday with Kaylee McKenney, if you actually say, do you have proof of specific fraudulent or illegal votes. The answer is not yes. They go off into well, we weren't given access and. Well, then why are you suspecting that that happened? Well, we just need to let the courts play. Well, but why do courts need to be involved if you don't actually have evidence yet? A lot of that came up during this gong show press conference with Kaylee McEnany, which was so pathetic and lie riddled that even Fox News had to cut away Let's discuss that next. And then later we'll get we'll get into the growing fury that the current president, the last gasp president has uh, with Fox News. So yesterday afternoon comes on the East Coast. Very abruptly scheduled press conference was scheduled with Donald Trump's press secretary, Kaylee McKenney, RNC chairwoman uh, Ronna McDaniel and some lawyer. Now, you might ask, is it appropriate for the White House press secretary to be doing this? Fear not. Kaylee McKenney opened the press conference by saying, "I'm Kaylee McKenney, and I'm here in my personal capacity." She's not there as White House press secretary, which just continues to be completely hilarious. But I, there's just too much going on to even focus on that. So Kaylee is asked during this press conference, "Do you have evidence of even a single illegal vote being cast?" And she doesn't. She says a lot of stuff, but she doesn't. Take a look.
2: It sounds like, um, do you know that
3: Brunswick votes were actually cast? Or are you simply saying, uh, we don't know because we?
4: Look, uh, what we are asking for here is patience. Ronna just mentioned to you the more than, I believe, it was 130 affidavits in Michigan alone. Um, we're aware of all the reports of thousands of votes in Nevada that were cast by those who are not eligible. We're hearing this, these reports. We're seeing them come in. We are vetting them. Uh, we are getting affidavits. So right now, we would point you to all of that. That information is publicly available. But what we're asking for right now is patience as we explore these equal protection claims, among well, others.
1: So, as you can see, the answer to do you have evidence of a single illegal or fraudulent vote for now is no, they don't actually have evidence of that. But then this is just the great part. This aired during a Fox News' Neil Cavuto show. Cavuto actually interrupts this nonsense and says, Whoa, 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 we can't air this. These are very serious allegations that are completely unproven. And what I'm not going to defend Fox News or Neil Cavuto in any general sense. But what I like about this clip we're going to see is that Neil Cavuto is putting a name to the fact that these are outrageous allegations. These are allegations that call into question at the most basic level whether voting even works in this country. And Neil Cavuto points out, hey, you know, we can't normalize these claims when Trump comes out and says it was all stolen and I'm going to get Georgia and I'm going to get Wisconsin. And he said, Nevada and Pennsylvania. These are wildly serious allegations that are unproven and we can't air it, is what Neil Cavuto said.
5: Illegal votes. Well,
1: I
2: just think we have to be very clear she's charging. uh, The other side is welcoming fraud and welcoming illegal voting unless she has more details to back that up. I can't in good countenance continue showing you this. I want to make sure that maybe they do have something to back that up. But that's an explosive charge to make that the other side is effectively rigging and cheating. Uh, If she does bring proof of that, of course, we'll take you back. So far, she has started saying right at the outset, welcoming fraud, welcoming illegal voting.
1: Not so fast. We'll have more after this. So this really is amazing. And to be clear, you know, this is not that Fox News is great or trustworthy. Fox News is insanely untrustworthy. Uh, even some of their anchors, though, are saying we can't air this in good conscience at night during prime time when you get to Hannity. And Tucker and Laura Ingram, I don't know about Janine Pirro, she might be suspended right now. They are going full bore into it was stolen. But at least here, Neil Cavuto says no dice. And hilariously, all sorts of Fox viewers started immediately tweeting Neil Cavuto must be fired because he did this. So, Let's not think for a second that Fox News is now respectable. They're still allowing Hannity and Carlson and Ingram to do their screeching screeds every single night. But what's great about this is that it has completely triggered the Trumpian right. And this will lead into the story we'll do after my conversation today with Peter Joseph, which is that Trump now is furious with Fox News. And he has been relegated to tweeting clips of Newsmax, if you can imagine. He's mad at Fox. He needs to be. There's got to be somebody that continues to say that it's all been stolen, even during the so-called news portions. And he found it at Newsmax. We'll look at clips of that later on. Make sure you're following the show on Instagram at David Pakman show. Follow me on Instagram at David.pacman for evidence. We've gotten some really strong retweets lately. Um, from some really great people. a uh, Colin Hanks, the son of Tom Hanks, is now following the show and has been amplifying some of our material. A uh, superstar actress Gabrielle Union retweeting some of our stuff. Uh, really, really great, and we appreciate it so much. Follow me at David.packman on Instagram to see some of that. We'll take a quick break and be back after this. The David Pacman show
0: at Davidpackman.com.
1: One of our sponsors today is Vincero Watches, and they're giving you 15% off everything in the store when you go to davidpackman.com/slash watch. If you're a guy looking for the perfect way to refresh your style, one of the best investments you can make is in a high-quality wristwatch. Vincero is an American company that has made it possible for everyday people to afford a premium watch. Almost everything they sell. Is within the range of about $200, but it'll look like you spent a lot more. All of their watches are made in small batches from top quality materials, and they just look great. I went on their site and picked out a watch from their Icon Automatic collection. The one I got is in mesh matte black, and I love it. It's simple, sleek, elegant, goes great with just about anything I'm wearing, and I've gotten a ton of compliments on it you'll get 15% off everything in their store when you go to slash watch you can find the url in the description for this podcast episode again that's slash watch one of our sponsors today is lucy and they're giving my audience 20% off lucy is a company founded by caltech scientists with only one mission which is to help people quit smoking and vaping By offering a clean, affordable nicotine alternative. Now, many of you know, you've heard the stories. I've known several people in my life who have struggled with quitting smoking. I've seen how difficult it can be. And nicotine alternatives can be hugely helpful. Lucy offers a nicotine gum in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon and pomegranate. They also have lozenges which come in cherry ice flavor. Lucy is affordable. It'll ship right to your door. You don't have to go out to the store. Shipping is always free. You can buy single boxes or save with a subscription. It's the year 2020. It's time to throw the cigarettes away and get rid of the vape. And Lucy can make it easier. You'll find a ton of excellent reviews online from countless people who have used Lucy to quit smoking and vaping. Go check them out at Lucy.co. That's Lucy.co. The URL is in the podcast notes and you will get 20 percent off when you use the coupon code Pacman. Quick disclaimer, I'm required to give these products contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to The David Pakman Show. All right, welcome back to the program. We sadly and tragically had a guest no call, no show on us last minute, but it's a great opportunity since we missed live calls last week because of the election and the craziness to hear from a few folks through the Discord at davidpackman.com/discord. Let's uh, first go to Laura from Richmond. Laura from Richmond, you were on. Uh, what's on your mind today, Laura? Oh, boy. Hold on one second, Laura. We have uh, we don't have things properly queued uh, in. I can hear you, but just bear with me just just one moment and we're going to be your, your audio is coming out of a very, very strange place and we need it coming out of a normal place. OK, Laura, you are I can now hear you in the right spot. Awesome.
6: Uh, well, today's my birthday.
1: Happy birthday.
6: Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say that um, I watched your live stream of the vice presidential debate. And also um, Kamala and Biden's acceptance speeches. And it was it was a great experience. Thank, so thank you. you for doing, thank you for doing that for us. Thank you for watching it. Um, so my question today revolves around the 25th Amendment. Right. I haven't really heard a lot about that lately, but it seems like the more Trump seems to be getting unhinged. Yeah. Would it be something that would be a, a the proper thing to do for the vice President who I haven't heard a thing
1: from by the way? Well, he went on vacation and, this week. Pence went on well, vacation to Florida this week. Of no, course. I mean you bring up a good question so there's two questions. Would it be appropriate to remove Trump via the twenty fifth amendment? Of course it would. and it would have been appropriate years ago. Is it going to happen in the last nine weeks or however many weeks he has of his presidency? It's not because it depends on his cabinet and the vice president and they're they're not going to do it. So, yes, it would be appropriate. No, it's not going to happen.
6: It, it just seems like I'm, I'm afraid that he's going to intentionally do something that harms this country that will be very difficult to recover from. That's and, completely and more plausible. Than already. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: completely plausible. But, um, you know, in being hyper realist. Trump's cabinet's not removing him. You know, Laura, that's the reality. And we have to deal with uh, the cards were dealt, as they say.
6: Yeah, they paid for
1: their positions. So. They in, in yeah. a sense, they did. And they are not going to remove this guy. But listen, it's it's down a weeks. You know, I guess that's what we have. Try to limit damage during the next few weeks.
6: Well, we've held on this long. I think right. We can hold on a little bit longer. <laughs> Let's
1: hope so. That's my hope. That's exactly my hope.
6: But thank you so much for taking my call.
1: My pleasure. Laura from Richmond. Great to hear from you. Uh, let's go next to Leon from Boston via Discord. Leon, you're on the air. Hey, David, what's up? How you doing?
2: I'm surviving. How are you doing? Good. Good. Uh, my my question is this: At this point, I do realize that we have to go through all these lawsuits and uh, this healthcare lawsuit and everything that Trump's doing. Yeah. But I somehow somehow feel. It's like giving him more fuel. We keep talking and talking about him and talking about him and all his lawsuits and everything. I understand we have to do it, but it's just like he will he ever act, just go away. Even even when he's not present anymore, he won't just go away. It's just like I, I'm just I'm just sick of him, basically.
1: You know what I mean? I totally get it. You're you're fatigued. We're all fatigued from him. I mean, we, we all have to understand that there's two ways this could go and we don't really have control over it. One is at a certain point. Trump could leave the White House for Thanksgiving and never come back and then he just won't be president. Michael Cohen said Trump might leave the White House for Christmas and then just never return and then he, he'll go away and we might never hear from him again. Or he might launch a channel after Joe Biden is president and continue to be a presence and try to run almost like a parallel presidency for four years. I, I just have no idea. And unfortunately, right. we can't control it. Either it could really go either way, and we may be dealing with Trump's voice for a while. Well, oh, he
2: he's going to run for president in 2024. I mean, I know
1: I'm going to I'm going to talk about that on, on the Friday show. I, mean, I think we shouldn't even worry about that I, yet.
2: This guy doesn't even get a hint. We don't want you. That's it. Go away.
1: But what we're, you have to remember, and I address this on today's show, is 71 million people voted for the guy, and these were thin margins in four states By which he lost, so a ton of people do want the guy. That's what's crazy. Mm
2: -hmm. I I think people are just, you know, what I think it is. I think it it comes down to that one woman in Florida before he, when he was, when they asked her if she wanted to wear masks, why she won't wear masks. She said, The reason I don't wear a mask is because I don't wear pants either. I'll say pants, I won't won't say the actual word that she said, but yeah, okay,
1: I remember her. (laughs)
2: It's just crazy. That's the kind of people you're doing, and that's the kind of people that vote for Trump.
1: That's true. But but unless we get some of them to see reason or to stay right. home, quite frankly, the left right. won't make big progress. And that's why yes. I, I, you know, I addressed a commentary today about this. But right. Leon, I appreciate okay. it. What, well, what part of you. Boston yeah. are you from? Uh,
2: Cambridge,
1: Cambridge. OK, so not even really Boston No. No, no that's OK. We include you guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know you went to Boston BU, but thank you for taking my call.
1: All right, thank you very much. Um, wait, I went to BU. No, I never went to. B. I taught at BC. Maybe Leon meant he went to BU. I'm not even sure about that. Just a little bit of confusion to an otherwise perfect, perfect, perfect phone call. Let's go next to Avi from California. Avi from California, you're on the air. Yeah, what's up, David? How are you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, not bad. Not bad.
3: Online school's alright. Um, uh, right. So. Um, I'm kind of worried about that. Trump might do something crazy towards the end of his presidency, like one last thing that he can do to feed into his ego. Yeah. Like starting a war with like Iran or something like that. Like I know his aren't high right now, but I feel like he's unpredictable.
1: I I hate to uh, agree with you. I, I think that that's a real concern. You know, I think that the other. Thing he could do is just deliberately foment violence in the streets so that when Biden takes over, things are crazy. And then, you know what he would do, he would immediately say, look at how crazy things are as Joe Biden is being inaugurated. It's chaos in the streets, even if it's chaos he caused. I think that that's more likely than starting a war, to be perfectly frank. Makes sense. You see
2: that? I see the happening.
1: Okay, it looks like something weird's going on with your connection, but I, I appreciate the question. I appreciate the call and uh, hope to hear from you again. We are taking calls via Discord at davidpackmancom slash Discord. Let's go to Sarah and I believe it's Hamburg, Germany. Is that right, Sarah? Hi.
4: Yes, it is in Germany. Most yeah, hi. How are you? I believe
1: that there's some cities of Hamburg in the US, which is why I asked.
4: Yeah, there's one in New York, apparently. least right, at least at least one. Exactly. Yeah. No. Hey,
1: What's on so your mind? Yeah.
4: I was wondering, I heard that um, December 14th there is going to be another vote for the Electoral College.
1: Well, right? let me explain that, Sarah. That's great that you're asking this. So, you know, there's all this talk about the media doesn't get to call an election. But that's this is the situation every year. States have a certain amount of time to certify the election. And then this year it's December 14th that the electors actually vote. And that's when the election becomes official. That's the case every year. And that is absolutely true.
4: Okay, Um, so are they required because I'm hearing that they're not actually required to go with the popular vote of their state and they could just. Uh, vote, technically, however, they want. So technically, let's say they could vote
1: for Trump. That is absolutely true. This is something called a faithless elector. And the reason that this was something that is allowed constitutionally is so that ultimately electors have the opportunity to correct. Imagine that a total madman were elected like Donald Trump in 2016. Electors could have said We have to exercise judgment and not cast our ballot in this way. And Sarah, if you just put me on speaker, make sure to take us off because we're starting to get feedback of my own voice. Um, and, And in 2016, in fact, two electors were faithless. Donald Trump won 306 electoral votes, but only 304 actually went with him. So that could happen. Never in history has it reversed the results of an election. And if Joe Biden has two hundred and ninety or three hundred and six electoral votes, I'm confident that there will not be enough uh, faithless electors to uh, turn the election results to Trump.
4: Right. Just you. you, I mean, I understand being faithful, but just to confirm, this is a possibility. It is. is Technically, it
1: is always a possibility in every election. Yes.
4: I mean, what? Wow, okay. What do you think happens then? Let's say that happens, just hypothetically. I'm yeah. not saying that would but what happens what happens?
1: I I don't know. I don't know if there's any recourse. Um and uh so I I mean it's a great question. I don't know the answer to that.
4: All right. Well, yeah. I guess we'll just have to see. <laughs> yes, we and, will um <laughs> I don't. I
1: don't. But again, I don't. It's not going to happen. There's not. You know, Trump would need 20 faithless electors or 36 if uh, Joe Biden wins Georgia. That's not going to happen.
4: All right. Well, let's hope for the
1: best. Let's. (laughs) All right, uh, Sarah, thank you very much. Great to have calls from our friends in uh, in Germany. Let's go next to uh, Wait. Hold on. I wanted to go to. Herschel in Denver, Herschel in Denver, you're on the air.
3: Hey, David, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Well, thanks for uh, answering my call. Uh, I I just had a oh, I think it's been so unhealthy just talking about Trump all the time. Uh, and I was really interested to know as, uh, as progressives, are there some. House Representatives that were elected to that or that were elected that we
2: should be really excited about.
1: Yeah Jamal Bowman is interesting uh, Corey Bush I mean there, there's there's quite a list and we're going to be reviewing it but you know I think that in the the house is a mixed bag because so far Democrats actually lost seats but there were some interesting wins as well. So there's a lot to go over and we'll do a full breakdown of the house soon.
2: Great.
3: I really appreciate your commentary on election night. Like I was a voice of reason for my family,
1: I just kept telling them, "Hey, just just wait it out, wait till the I really appreciate that. And just out of curiosity, are you stacking bricks?
2: Am
3: I stacking bricks?
1: Yeah. Are you doing some kind of construction uh,
3: work? No, I was just (laughs) banging. I was just banging on uh, on my workstation here.
1: Oh, okay. Very good. It's kind of like when Trump slams the lectern. That's right. Same idea. Very good. I really drive my points home. I like it. Well, no, points up, points taken. All right, my friend, I appreciate the call. <laughs> Thank you. Great to hear from folks uh, all over, really all over. And we could go. You should see there's countries here Donald Trump hasn't even heard of that we could go to. Let me go next to Christina from Texas. Christina from Texas. You're on the air.
5: Oh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Wow. Oh, my gosh. How exciting. Um, Well, uh, as you know, Texas and being from Houston is really big in oil and gas. And being a progressive working in oil and gas is definitely um, tough, especially with this these times right now. Everyone's really vocal about their opinions. And now kind of like the previous caller, it feels like unhealthy to keep hearing it and talking about it. Mm. So. I was wondering how you would go about it, especially if maybe your coworkers enjoy talking about that stuff and how you would deal with it, I guess.
1: I mean, I would probably take a very light touch and just not participate in the conversations. Are people deliberately pulling you into political conversations you don't want to have?
5: Yeah, I feel like definitely like my boss will come and talk about it and, you know, it feels like. I need to stand up because you know it's very ignorant comments and I feel like I I should so so it it sounds almost
1: like you're you're mixed because on the one hand you don't even want to be talking about politics, but on the other hand, when you hear ridiculous nonsense, you don't feel great about just allowing it to get by unchallenged. Correct. That is tough. I don't know. I don't know what I would do in that case. I mean, I think if you wanted to simultaneously make a point that you disagree but not really engage, you could say, Hey, you know what? Um, I, I I don't agree at all with you on that. And millions of people don't. But I just don't even really want to engage because I, I, I want to get my work done. And I, I don't know. I mean, that would be tough, particularly if it's your boss. I don't know that I have good advice.
5: Well, actually, that's really helpful. I think I'll try that. Thank all you, right. David.
1: All right. Well, let me know how it works.
5: Yes. Thanks. Bye. All right.
1: Great to hear from you. There was a Kristen from Houston. Uh, very, very exciting stuff. Let's go next to. Oh, this is interesting. Let's go to Rasmus from Estonia. I've been to Estonia. It is a magical place. Rasmus, you were on. Are you calling from Tallinn or elsewhere? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can.
2: Yes. Good to uh, good to hear you. I thought uh, I have been following you for uh, a month, I think. Not a, uh, but I, enjoyed all your shows and
1: everything. Thank course, you. Well, I enjoy. Live, I enjoy the country of Estonia. Are you calling? From, yes. Are you calling from Tallinn? Uh, no, I am you are calling not. from Tartu. OK, that's still allowed. Yeah. What's on your mind? Uh,
2: uh, there are a, a few things that I wanted to ask you. One of them is uh, about uh, some of these uh, some of these Republicans that uh, get reelected and reelected despite being uh, uh, so bad at their job like Mitch McConnell.
1: Yes. Uh,
2: What what is behind this? Like, how can they keep uh, getting reelected over and over? It's because Uh, the state
1: of Kentucky is a very red state. And um, even with a bad candidate, you have a population in Kentucky, a portion of the population will never vote for Democrats. And so you put a Republican on the ticket and they recognize the name Mitch McConnell. They say I'm a Republican. Mitch McConnell is a Republican. I vote for Mitch McConnell. It's, It's really that simple, unfortunately, Rasmus.
2: Yeah. So no matter what they do, how much they fail, still yes. because of the party, they will choose things.
1: So, and and yeah. to be to be fair, a lot of those Republicans don't think Mitch McConnell have failed. They think he's succeeded because he's gotten so many judges confirmed. He blocked Merrick Garland from the Supreme Court in 2016. I mean, it's not some people don't care that he failed. Others believe he has succeeded. And and really, in some sense, uh, some sense he has Rasmus. I know you had more questions, but I am out of time for today. So I hope to hear from you again from the beautiful country of Estonia. Glad we were able to take a few calls because of a last minute cancellation. We will take calls again, guys. And I know many people didn't get on. That's just the reality we all have to contend with. All right. And we will take a quick break and be back very soon. The David Pakman Show at DavidPacman.com. dot com. So you're someone who enjoys thinking about politics. You love learning about countless other topics, but you just don't have enough time in your week to read or listen to all the books you've been meaning to get to. Blinkist is an app that will completely transform the way that you absorb information and ideas because what they do is take thousands of nonfiction books, extract the most important insights and information, and then present each book to you as text or audio which you can consume in just 15 minutes. Imagine how well rounded you will become once you have the ability to read five books in one sitting or listen to a new book on your commute every day. Obviously we should read the full versions of books whenever we can. It's what I try to do, but it is a reality that there's a whole world of books out there that you will never get to, but blinkist will help you get to more. I just finished listening to catch and kill by Ronan Farrow. super interesting book probably already familiar to some in my audience and a really interesting take at how Harvey Weinstein and his alleged transgressions were brought to light. Excellent investigative piece. You'll be able to have conversations with people about totally new topics. You can feed your curiosity in ways that you've never been able to before. And the best part is it's only about eight bucks a month, which gives you unlimited access to every single book in their catalog. They have books on politics, economics, philosophy, science, you name it, you can try it out yourself, totally free for a week and get 25% off if you decide to subscribe just by going to blinkist.com/pacman that's b l i n k i s t.com/pacman The
0: David Pacman show at davidpacman.com
1: So this really has to be seen to be believed. Uh, Donald Trump and Trumpists are now increasingly furious with Fox News, I guess because Fox admits that Joe Biden won, (laughs) for example and uh, Fox News also cut away from a press conference yesterday with uh, Trump's press secretary Kaylee McKenney because she was lying and Neil Cavuto said whoa 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 she if she presents some evidence for these claims we'll go back to it but these are really serious allegations to be making about voter fraud so the point is Trump now and many trumpists Um, are furious with Fox News. And Trump has doubled down and humiliated himself even more, if you can imagine, by starting to tweet out clips of Newsmax. Now, if you haven't heard of Newsmax, good for you. First of all, Newsmax is sort of similar to OAN in some way. It's like a low budget version of Fox News. Some people say it looks kind of like a porn parody of Fox News. They have massive integrity issues. They emailed their subscriber list during the pandemic saying the worst thing you could do is get a vaccine because vaccines are one of the biggest scams among the American people. So you sort of get the idea of where uh, Newsmax is Trump now, I guess because he's furious with Fox News, regularly is tweeting out Newsmax clips. And you have to see it uh, to believe it. They've set up interviews. Where it's not even clear that the anchor understands the questions, they they almost look like infomercials, where the anchor is sort of like, uh, "Tell me all the ways in which this was stolen from Donald Trump," and then they just give some mouthpiece un you know uninterrupted time to just say tell lies. Here's one with an RNC spoke spokesperson on fraud claims.
5: What can we expect to see in court? We will pursue every legal avenue because what's going on right now is a total travesty. This is not the United States of America where we have free and fair elections with legal votes cast. And that's what who decides elections, not media organizations.
1: Now, I'm not going to play long clips. There's a lot more to this. But my suspicion is that exposure to too much of this drivel probably is bad for your health. I don't want to do that to the audience, so I'm going to keep the clips pretty short. Here's another one with um, actually this is with Congressman Jody Heiss. I'll talk to you about Jody Heiss in a moment. But this was around the time Trump tweeted he's going to win Georgia yesterday. I don't mean on Election Day yesterday, Trump tweeted he's going to win Georgia. And here is Congressman Jody Heiss claiming the same thing because of either reporting or recording or who even knows what. Take a look.
2: It's very
4: close and quite frankly, I believe it's on the verge of getting a lot closer. Fulton County just came out uh, just within the last hour or so, recognizing that they have a significant issue on reporting that they did on Friday. Uh, WXIA, the NBC television affiliate is already saying that this is significantly going to change the count in favor of President Trump. At the same time, Gwinnett County has come out in the last hour or so, indicating that they likewise have some glitches.
1: Now that Congressman there, Jody Heiss, he's a disgusting guy. Back in uh, it was 2014, he claimed that there was a gay plot to sodomize your children and also in 2014 said his belief is that women need their husband's permission to enter politics. That's Jody Heiss. Who was interviewed on Newsmax and then signal boosted by Donald Trump. And then here is Trump flunky Richard Grinnell. You might remember Richard Grinnell from the RNC. He actually spoke at the RNC just claiming it's all fraud like it's just the entire thing is fraudulent. Every single one of these videos I've played for you so far has been flagged by Twitter as disinformation about an election. Take a look
0: that are now coming back to haunt us. Ballots that were mailed out of state, people um, saying, I haven't lived in Nevada for years. We saw more than 3,000 people who uh, lived out of state get ballots. We have brought those to the authorities uh, attention. Many of those people have broken the residency requirements. Um, this is just the tip of the iceberg. So whatever the outcome of the election is, when it's certified and it is not certified yet, and we still have um, tens of thousands of votes yet to be counted,
1: just absolute, complete and total nonsense. And it really like it's almost getting sad in more ways than we imagined. And if you are the president and all you have left is Newsmax clips to try to make it look like there are people who agree with you, just pack it up, go and play golf the rest of your term. Joe Biden has already launched a coronavirus task force just announce you're turning over management of the virus to Joe Biden, the incoming the elect administration. Just go. And um, I believe it was Trump's former personal attorney, Michael Cohen, who said yesterday in an interview, he expects that at Christmas time, Trump will leave and go to you know his resort in Florida or somewhere, and that he won't even come back to the White House. I think that's possible. Trump actually doing things as president may be over as we know it. There's nothing on his schedule. There hasn't been anything on his schedule on any day since the election. This may change, but Trump really may just be done, and he will just tweet about how he really won, and then quietly disappear around Christmas time. We don't yet know. But it's getting really, really embarrassing unless 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 and this is very important. Unless Trump restarts his MAGA rallies and there is a report claiming he plans to do that. And I want to talk about that now. There is a, a, a hilarious report from Axios. Now it's not actually comedy. It, it's it's serious, but it's hilarious in what it's suggesting. And the Axios report claims that Donald Trump is actually getting ready. To restart those depraved. He calls them MAGA rallies. I call them Corona rallies. And it's all to keep the fight going against supposed voter fraud that he claims allowed Joe Biden to steal the election from him. As of right now, these are all baseless claims without any evidence. So the plan, as per Axios, is that the Trump team will announce recounts in specific states And then they will hold rallies in those states. And the idea will be to fly in and really raise money for the recounts, which are expensive, and also try to kind of build public support for those recounts and the idea that these states were fraudulently stolen from Donald Trump. Now, as I told you yesterday in the story about Trump's last scam. If you look at the fine print of the fundraising that Donald Trump is doing, I I know that if you watched yesterday's show, you know this, but I want to repeat it. If you look at the fine print of Trump's fundraising for so-called recounts and fighting fraud, the fine print is 50 percent of of every dollar you donate, not you, but the people who would be dumb enough to do it. Fifty percent of every dollar donated goes not to fund the recounts. Whoa, sorry, I hit my mic. They're getting a little too excited. But half the money goes to paying off Donald Trump's campaign debt. So it's sort of like the final scam on the tail end of what has been four years of a scam presidency. And the key states that they're looking at are reportedly Georgia, Arizona and Pennsylvania. Now, there have been reports that Team Trump is not all on the same page about this. Like, for example, we got a report two days ago that Rudy Giuliani wants Trump to do rallies but that Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows and son in law, Jared Kushner, want Trump to concede. But then there was a conflicting report that Jared Kushner actually wants Trump to do rallies. And Mark Meadows said something like concession isn't even in our vocabulary. We'll eventually know the truth. According to this Axios report, everybody's on the same page and they plan to get Trump reelected. Who the hell knows? But if Trump does do these rallies, it would not only be a scam, But it would be extra irresponsible given coronavirus. You're not even running for anything at this point. Like, we know that the rallies have been responsible for hundreds and likely even thousands of deaths while Trump was running a campaign. At least he could say, I have to win for the good of the country. I believe him winning would have been bad. And we know because Joe Biden did it that you can campaign safely. But at least he had something he was running for. This is now really just bottom of the barrel trash like this is how you destroy a country. He's not only refusing to concede, which is not a legal issue. Concession is merely a formality, but it makes him look foolish and it's bad for the country. But he's reportedly going to try to relitigate the election through campaign style rallies, the likes of which were already irresponsible due to the pandemic before the election. Now, if you look at the court judgment so far, To to figure out, does he have a shot here? The court judgments so far about voter fraud have gone universally against Trump's campaign, all of them saying there's nothing here to move forward on. There's just there's no there there. But this now these rallies would be to get to the court of public opinion, get crowds of people where the focus is no longer vote for me on Election Day. The focus is we need money to beat Joe Biden with lawsuits. So if the reports were true that Jared Kushner and Melania were telling Trump to concede, it seems that those efforts have failed. And we also shouldn't understate the impact of these possible rallies on Trump's ego, which at the end of the day, that's really a huge role in what Trump decides to do each day. Uh, And a big piece of doing these rallies would be ego and nothing else. Will Republican senators even speak up and call Trump out if he does this? Or are they going to remain quiet? Because understand that as of just a few hours ago, only four Republican senators have even acknowledged that Joe Biden won and that Donald Trump lost. Those are most recently Susan Collins. And we had Mitt Romney say Biden won. We had Lisa Murkowski say it. We had Ben Sasse say it. It is absolutely pathetic. And we're going to follow whether these rallies become a reality and whether someone is able to talk Donald Trump out of it because ultimately that's what this may come down to. We have a voicemail number. That number is 2192 David P. One of our viewers is very worried. Take a listen to this.
3: Hey, David Pacman, it's Thomas from Austin. Right. Hey man, I have to really tell you. Mm. I am a gay man, Okay, and I have noticed that your complexion is starting to turn very white. I don't know Mm. if it's the election, and you're staying inside and doing your research, but man, get your vitamin D, because (laughs) we have to see a sexy... (laughs) young, progressive, tan, uh, whatever you call yourself, Nazi, Nazi, Jewish, whatever. We have to have that in our progressive field. Um, So, yeah, man, looking a little pale, in my opinion.
1: Okay, I appreciate the. (laughs) Can you believe this is my job? Um, I appreciate the concern. I am uh, making it a a, a point of spending time outside every single day. It's been unseasonably warm lately. I've been biking. I've been running. I had my vitamin D checked and it's looking pretty strong. Uh, That was um, right at the end of winter. I did that. And if at the end of winter my D was okay. You would think my vitamin D level would would be okay now, but I'm going to keep on it. I appreciate the concern. We've got a great bonus show for you today. We are going to talk about where do the what are what we are calling Trumpist dead enders on the election. Where are they going now? What media are they consuming? We will talk about Donald Trump's firing of his secretary of defense, and we will talk about Vladimir Putin's hesitation to congratulate Joseph R. Biden Jr. All of those stories and more on the bonus show. Get instant access to the bonus show by becoming a member at joinpacman.com. If you want a massive discount, use the coupon code FRESH START. That coupon code will save you an ungodly amount off of membership when you sign up. I'll see you on the bonus show.